Sweet. Great stuff. Um, my name is Babs. If you know me, you're good. If you don't know me, get to know me. Um, but I think it's amazing to have you guys here, and I want to say Merry Christmas. I think that's okay to say, right? Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year, as we always say, kind of thing. So, I've been given this privilege to speak about hope being born. So, what is this hope that is being born? What is this hope we're talking about? What is this hope that has been born when Jesus came, that is born, and that is still being born, and that will be born in generations to come? Now, this hope is leaving, breathing, walking in our midst this morning. And that's because you are here. That's the hope. But the question is, most people say, you know, Christmas, you know, the cynics might say Christmas is a commercial holiday because this is not when Jesus was born. Jesus was not born on Christmas Day, 25th. But I believe it's an opportunity and I believe it's a, it's a, it's a privilege for us as Christians to let people know that this it was when Jesus, even if it wasn't in his, it, it wasn't actually the date that he was born, but it was sort of when Jesus was alive with us. Remind people when Jesus was alive with us and talk about how Jesus is in our midst this morning. Now, Jesus was the one who did what he saw the Father do. He was the one who came in the splitting image of God. He was the one who called you friend. He was the one who showed you how to live as the human race should. He was the one who reminded us, sons and daughters, that we have dominion over this earth. I've got loads of these. I can keep on going. He was the one who told you about yourself. He was the one who told you about the fact that you have self-control. He was the one who told you that peace actually exists. He was the one who told you that joy actually is, exists from within. All I can say is at least he speaks to me personally because he told me I had peace. He was the one who gave birth to hope. And he was the one who is hope. Now before I speak about my story, I just want to share in the context of what this hope was or how it was born in, in the Bible in a passage. So if you've got your Bibles, please open to Luke 2, 8 to 11. That's what these kids were showing us. And um, if you don't have your Bibles, just listen up. Prior to these contexts, I want to give you a context of the text. See what I did there? <laughs> so this passage was, looks into the birth of Jesus, and it was based on Luke's account. Um, where a very, as you've seen the nativity, where a very um, sort of stunned Joseph and a very pregnant Mary traveled about 90 miles to the residence um, of Nazareth, or from the residence of Nazareth to Bethlehem. So that's why when they say Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he came from Nazareth, but he was born in Bethlehem. So 8 says, 8 goes like this, And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Now, it's very important that that passage really, you really look at that passage and saying they were doing something very mundane. They were not doing anything specific. They were not, in, you know, conjuring some spirits. They were not doing any kind of, you know, incantations or whatnot. They were just doing the mundane stuff that we all do on a daily basis. 
So you don't have to be doing something crazy for God to actually speak to you. And, um, and, and verse 9 says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. <laughs> but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born, and, is, and he is the Messiah, the Lord. So what I say is that today in the city of Manchester... Today in the Northwest, today in the UK. Actually, let me bring it down. Today in King's House, Sydney Street, Manchester, M17HB. If you didn't know that. Today, a Savior has been born and he is the Messiah, the Lord. Now, this is the beginning of the hope. Now, the next question is, Jesus Christ is being born, so why is that the hope? So, why, so really, so, okay, a kid has been born, they call him the Son of God, why is that the hope? I'll tell you. So basically, this is because the Son of God was sent to show you the way, the truth, the life, the way to have a relationship with the Father and please Him through loving one another. Now, not only was Jesus the love that God showed us, He showed us how to love. Now, that is the hope. The hope is that God is love. Now you wonder, why should I please God? Because God loved us first. Not that we loved him, but he loved us first. So that we may love him. Now that is the hope. The hope is love because God showed us love. 1 John 4, 8 says, Whosoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as thyself. That is the hope. It's the love that God came to show us and the love that he was. Now, come to my story. Now, I'm going to speak about my story real quick. For those of you who know my story, you do. And for those of you who don't, I'm going to go real quick through it because it's not, I mean, time is of the essence. And um, I was diagnosed with cancer in um, 2009 in my final year at university. And... That in itself made me understand that, well, made me understand three aha moments. So I'm going to talk about three aha moments that I had when I got diagnosed with cancer. The first thing I realized was life was finite. This life that we live is finite. You are here at this point in time. We are experiencing life together at this point in time for a reason and a reason alone. That is to give glory to God. That's the only reason you're alive right here. You've never been before. I have never been before. I am never going to be after my death day. But the truth is, because we are here together at this point in time, there's only one reason. is that God wanted us to be together because there's something we need from you and something you need from me to glorify God. Life is finite. There is a saying that because there is death in our physical form, life on earth has meaning. Without death, your life has no meaning. Why? Because there is a start point of your life and there's an end point of your life. With that, we can evaluate your impact on, gener on, on, on humanity. And the key is that when you have your, your start point and your end point, you need to be able to sow seeds for the next generation. That's what we are here for. Without a death date in your physical form, your life has no meaning. So, death is good. 
You might not think it, but it is good. So number two aha moment. I'd like to play a video whilst I speak about this aha moment. When it's ready. So that's me. That was my last session of chemo. I'm not really going to play the video in there, but that's me. That's how I looked. And the question was, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I had two options. I had to go through chemotherapy or not. Now, the, the, I had to ask myself, why exactly would I want to go through the worst treatment in the world, which poisons your body? You lose your hair, you lose all control of your insides, and you know, it's not really the best of you know, things. It's not really is the best. And the option was either to go through chemotherapy, poison myself really with chemicals, that's what chemo is, and kill all my, my white blood cells and look like this. I still look good, don't I? <laughs> you know? And look like this. There was my last chemo session. And I did not know if I was cancer-free at that point. I did not know at all if I was cancer-free. So I had to ask myself, why would I fight for life? What is the point of fighting for life? Was it just to come out and pay bills? Was it come out and just, you know, just hang around and be normal? I think it's fair enough to say, hell no. I did not want to do that. So I realized that if I wanted to live, I needed to fight for something. I needed to know why I was fighting for it. That was my second aha moment. Know why I was fighting. Then number three aha moment was understanding the quest of love. I think the video can go now. <laughs> it's fine. Um, understanding the quest of love. I picked up my Bible and I read 1 Corinthians, 3, um, 1 Corinthians 13. And that's the one that stepped out to me, which speaks about the purest form of love. And Jesus was the purest example. Not only was Jesus a symbol of love from the Father, he himself was love and showed love. Now that is the hope. That is the hope. It's not that Jesus came in and just showed you, oh yeah, I'm the love of the Father, for God so loved the world that he became his only, or that, that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life, which is very true. But he himself showed you how to love. Now, there are loads of dimensions of this love, um, of this hope rather, but I'm going to focus on love because God is love. It's a big deal. It's a big deal that God is love. Because Jesus came in as the restorer, you know, as the healer, the father to the fatherless, mother to the motherless. He came in as loads of stuff. He showed us so many ways of how to live life. But the most important thing was he showed us how to love and receive love. Now I'm going to round up because, yeah, time is of the essence, I keep saying. And um, Romans 8, 28 says, you might know this passage. And we know that in all things God works for the good for those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. We are all called, that's a fact. Accepted or not, we are all called to this point in time. What are you going to do with your calling? The fact that you're here today means you're called to restore the, pur to restore the purpose of the true reality of what life is about. To your workplace, to your home, to your street, to yourself, to your family, to yourself. I think that's the more I want to focus on. Yourself is actually the most important one because when you see the world Jesus, the way Jesus did and see yourself as Jesus did, you will have purpose and purpose lies in the hope that we speak of. Hope was 
and is born with Jesus. So that the hope can be born in you. So when you were born, hope was born to this generation. That's good news. And because the peace of heaven came down in you, you are the pure and autonomous reflection of God. So one thing I would say is that today I proclaim that you have the ability to love this morning. And that you receive the ability to receive love this morning. And because of that, that's the hope that's been born. Thank you. Can you play the video?